Welcome, welcome again to the beyond this beautiful, powerful podcast for lion-hearted men, for powerful, present, loving men, for men with big hearts and courage and care who want to bring themselves to the world in more meaningful, powerful ways. It's that idea of unleashing the wild in us, of connecting to the wild man, of like in the previous episodes when we hear that the idea of if we don't if we don't connect to the wild part of ourselves, it leaks all over the place. So we're just welcoming in right away and inviting in that deep, beautiful, intuitive sense of space inside of you. I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was sharing this idea of, of you know, really listening to the body's intelligence. And I was encouraging her to really listen to her body's intelligence and make some actions. And there was some confusion in it. And, you know, we just danced down this road of what happens when we listen to the deep intuition. And it starts, there's all these sort of confusing things can happen. And, and, you know, we can get like, well, what if my body really wants this when it actually wants this? And then, you know, like all these sort of dances that, that happen. And so just wanting to name the, you know, that when we listen, when you listen into that deep intuitive place, some wild things come up. And, um, and it can be scary to listen. It can be scary to listen. So what we're, that's why we talk about the wild unknown and the wild discomfort is getting really, really good at discomfort because discomfort is this beautiful, important place that, that takes training and takes effort and takes practice. And that when we start to get good at discomfort, then we start to get good at being able to listen more deeply and messages come through. And so today I'm sitting in the beautiful Olympic Peninsula near Squim, Oregon, where I get to spend a weekend with my van life friends, this beautiful community of people. But I'm sitting here in a clear cut. This is where I stayed last night. And and I'm sitting here, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine giant piles of debris, maybe more of just this, you know, clear cut bunch of stumps around. And it's easy to sit here and think like, God, how, how, how ugly is all of this? And really this is the, the idea of the, of the, of the show today is to start to appreciate and start to understand the uncomfortable places and to start to appreciate that, that we aren't, um, we don't just get to have what we want in the way that we want it. That's not a birthright. That's not, that's not a thing. There's, you know, this idea in, in the, uh, in, in Kabbalah, in the mystic, mystical Judaism of we're in, um, pre-tragic, tragic, or post-tragic mentality. Pre-tragic mentality is this sort of, utopia of, oh, everything's just going to be great and everything's going to be fine. There's no problems in the world. Everything's good. And if we just keep doing what we're doing, we're going to be happy and satisfied and everything will just be grand and we can just follow along. I sort of describe this as the old story, the story that we have to transcend, that we got to get, we got to get past. And then the tragic is the realization of things don't always go the way we want them to, that there are clear cuts, that there are wars, that there are breakups, that there are big hard feelings, that there are inconvenient moments, that there is disease and illness, that there is broken bones, that there is 
challenging moments of things not happening exactly the way that we planned. And we can sort of sit and think like, but wait, I thought it was all supposed to go according to plan and it was all supposed to go well and good and things are supposed to be just grand. And like, no, that's actually not the world. Like that's really not the world. And we can keep living in that space, but, but um, we are going to get our ass handed to us in a pretty significant way. And if you're living in that place, um, it might be really good. It could actually be really, really good for you because maybe all the metrics and all the things that line up are like, yeah, everything is good. And you just don't have to really pay attention to the tragic and post-tragic. But so here I sit on this morning with this clear cut and I did my practice right in the middle of it for the intention of really saying like, of blessing this land and loving this land. And as I was sitting here and looking at friends of mine send texts with beautiful sunsets or sunrises and vistas from this place and that place, I sent along a picture of this just to say, this is in its own way equally as beautiful and and actually just needs to be appreciated. Like, think about how sad, I think about how sad and I can feel the land, you know, feel these dead trees, these big giant piles of of you know, branches and limbs and needles and all kinds of stuff, you know, and that, that there's a sadness to it, that the land is sad, but that, you know, like I can be here and bless it instead of being like, ew, gross, because then it just adds that ew, gross energy to what is something that is <clears throat> something that is part of our life, part of our world these days. And whether we want to like push ourselves away from it, like I use paper, I use toilet paper and read books and look at newspapers. Well, I don't actually look at newspapers these days, but occasionally, um, you know, like you use paper products all the time, all the time. And so, and wood all the time. My van is made of, you know, lots of wood. So that doesn't come for free. Like that comes from somewhere. And so here, right here, sitting on this, in this clear cut is the cost of doing business of living this life that we have chosen to live, that I have chosen to live. And, um, and so wanting to really bless and offer beauty and offer the, the blessings and just say, Hey, um, thank you. Thank you to this land. Thank you to this particular place and send it love and appreciate it and be with it instead of just be angry or offer, you know, offer anger at people, at the land, at the trees and be like, ew, gross like who wants to receive that energy you know and there's so many ways in which this is tragic like i'm so confident that if we really really wanted to that we could figure out a way to take care of the forest take care of the insects and the beings and the slugs and the deer and the beetles and the spiders and the needles of the trees and the all the creatures that live in the forest itself just the energy of the forest like if we really wanted to we could take care of it and we could also get log it you know that we could continue to have the lifestyle or the product or you know whatever it is in in some way like we like we are fucking in you know ingenuitive we are creative we are thoughtful we can be caring and like there are solutions to this <laughs> really are like if we actually wanted to solve this fucking problem, we could, you know, I think of my son Ezra, who just talks about the climate crisis 
when you went into school to say like, I'm going to figure out the next new energy solution. And he got there and he was like, the next new energy solution already exists. <laughs> I'm not going to solve that problem. That's not my destiny right now. What the problem is, is that we have the technology. We just have these corporations and these businesses and this money and this capitalist patriarchal system in the way of actually allowing these things to come through in meaningful, powerful ways. And there's all kinds of different lobbies and sides and, you know, there's all, there's, it's complicated and we can fucking do it. Like we can solve these if we had the will, if we had the will and the desire. Look at how much money and resource and time and energy and everything we poured into the vaccines and, and COVID and solving for that thing that, you know, like we showed that we could mobilize and do stuff, how effective it was. We can ask all kinds of questions about, and there's obviously lots and lots of opinions about it. But hey, like it was a beautiful, big motive, you know, momentum. Um, things shifted dramatically. Um, I might say that they shifted not in a way that is super beneficial for us, but we could mobilize all of that to solve hunger or to get the 5 million people who are in prison out of prison and start to create lives for the veterans who are suffering. And, you know, we pour all this money into the military industrial complex, but then we don't take care of the people, the human beings who get spit out of that system. You know, we can solve this stuff. Like we really can, if, if we had the will, if we had the will. And so for me, it's this idea of, it starts in this place of appreciating this beautiful land right here, right here where I'm sitting. Feeling the love, feeling the care, feeling the tragedy, the complicatedness of this, all of the nuance, all of the lives that were supported in the work that got, that, that had this happen, all the lives that are supported from the wood that got harvested right here, all of the lives that are lost in this process, mostly non-human, all of the energy of the forest that's lost. It seems to me like the world that we're headed for is one where we have to be able to sit with all of this stuff. You know, that's part of being in the tragic world. We'd like to move to the post-tragic world, create a new story, new ways of being, where we are solving, where we are living, where we're actually, you know, these problems are big, and they seem, they seem really, um, maybe insurmountable. You know, I don't know, I don't know how to solve this one. I mean, I know that we can, I don't, I don't have the solution because I'm not at the table. But what I can do today is live in my life and interact with the people that I interact with in a way that is sustainable, in a way that is caring and loving, that I can take care of myself, that I can take actions to appreciate this land, to love this land, to feel the blessing, to feel the blessing and the confusion, you know, the death that happened here and the life that was given here. And to be able to sit with all of that. I was sitting and meditating a little while ago and just got overcome with grief. And I didn't know exactly where it came from. And now that I'm sitting here sharing this, it occurs to me that it's the grief of the land that this place right here holds a lot of grief. And I was off through my meditation that was really, really joyful and blissful and really meaning like just really deep and beautiful. And so that that's here too. That's here too.
And so my friends, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being curious about this, for being willing and able to dance into these interesting nuanced places because it seems like that's where we got to go. But as we step out of the old story, you know, some, some, some people want to stay stuck in the old story because it's really working for them in, in the surface level way of the, or the, you know, it's in some level, it seems like it's working for them, but it's, uh, there's, there's a different story that exists out there. So we got to cross this threshold, cross the threshold and stop being in the loop, the loop, what I'm calling right now, the loop of death it seems a little dramatic, the loop of death. You know, which is just keep on doing the same thing, same thing, same thing, trying to think that this this pre-tragic world, this world of everything is just going to be fine and happy and dandy and we don't really have to look at the clear cuts. We can just pretend that it's all okay and we can get bitchy and moany and complain and be grumpy about the clear cuts and blame the loggers and blame this and blame that. But, you know, that doesn't strike me as terribly useful. And so that's the loop. We need to keep trying to loop and loop and loop and loop and thinking that, oh, if I just get this degree or if I get that degree or if I just do this thing that I'm supposed to do, should do, that everything will be okay. We got to break free of that story and cross the threshold into the beyond, into the new story, the land of mystery, the land of nuance, the land of deep, meaningful connection, the land of beautiful intimacy, the land of like friend, really incredible friendship and connection and love and hurt and pain and complicatedness and discomfort and ouch and sadness, you know, exactly there. And then we get to be in that place and alive because we're feeling all the feelings. We're wi- eyes and heart and body and spirit and soul wide fucking open to love and to care. So that's the beyond right there crossing that threshold, being able to sit right here with me today in this beautiful clear cut, loving everything that's here, appreciating all of the energies, feeling the grief, feeling the joy, feeling the curiosity, and welcome, welcome to that beautiful place, because that's life, that's aliveness, that's what we got. Thanks so much for listening. Look forward to seeing you next time, hearing you next time. I probably won't see you next time. I probably won't hear you next time, but you'll hear me. And so I guess I'll say welcome, 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 and blessings to you on your journey, on your path, with each breath, with each moment. And my challenge to you is to find some beauty today, to find some beauty in distress, to find some beauty in whatever clear cut you might find in your day. Blessings and be well.